Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. This episode is brought to you by Mike Young, the Makeover Master. If you feel your business image might be costing you money, influence, power, and respect, then head over to makeovermaster.com to discover what their complete brand makeover experience is all about. Go check it out right now because everyone deserves to look their best. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. My next guest is a healthcare administration expert, an innovator who has been solving the complex systematic healthcare challenges for over a decade. She is the founder and CEO of Healthcare Transformation, the first of its kind boutique population health company that is empowering employers, healthcare providers, and individuals to improve health and reduce healthcare costs. She is also the author of My Care Transformation Handbook, a robust workbook filled with expertise, guidance needed to optimally navigate the US healthcare system. So I'm really excited because we have. Uh, normally, you know, we go into people's stories, which we're going to do as well, but I'm really excited because there's so many people that deal with this adversity on a daily basis with the American healthcare system. So I'm so excited to have this guest on. So Megan, Neck, Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lance. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm, I'm, I was a little bit worried about pronounce, pronouncing your name because, yeah. um, but hopefully I did it okay. It's a tricky <laughs> one. You did a really great job. <laughs> awesome. So like I said early, early in the, in the intro, this is, this is going to be cool because there's so many questions that people have about the healthcare system. It's so different. Why it's cool too, from, from my perspective is that in Canada, we have a completely different system and, um, with you guys and, and how everything works and it's quite fascinating. And I can only imagine the kind of challenges you go through. So I'm really excited to dive in, but first off, Let's, let's, let's learn about you a little bit. Take us back. Maybe tell us about, you know, where you grew up and, you know, how you got into this kind of journey. Yeah, of course. No, thanks. I'm happy to, to start from the beginning a little bit. So um, I'm originally from Minnesota, so not too far from Canada. <laughs> eh? <laughs> um, originally from Minnesota, I went to college in Wisconsin. Um, so I went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And I was pre-med, so I studied biochemistry and Spanish and always was really passionate about healthcare. I always had this sort of need and desire to help people, help people feel better. Um, so I wanted to be a physician. And so I actually went out to Baltimore, Maryland, and I did my master's in public health at Johns Hopkins. Um, I was going to use that as my stepping stone to go into medical school. And while I was there, I completely fell in love with this idea of the healthcare system and just learning about how the system in the U.S. Is, uh, has a lot of challenges, right? We're the highest cost system. We don't insure our entire population. Uh, we don't actually have that great of health outcomes. And so there's all these sort of systemic issues that we're dealing with. Um, and then also the Affordable Care Act was getting passed. So there was just a lot going on when I was in grad school. Um, that really took me on a completely different path. So um, instead of going to medical school, I started to do systems improvement. 
Um, and I worked for a payer um, out east. I worked for a healthcare startup. I did healthcare consulting across the U.S. Um, ultimately got recruited over here to uh, Los Angeles to work for the UCLA Health System and do population health work until I started my own company, Healthcare Transformation, um, where we're really working to actually improve health outcomes and reduce healthcare costs. So... Amazing. So that, that must be quite the shift from Minnesota to, to California. <laughs> I know everyone's dealing with snow and I'm like here and I mean, we're having rain. It's a little chilly. <laughs> yeah, I, um, we had, we had hockey tournaments back in Minnesota and uh, oh, yeah, I bet. it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So this is, this is pretty incredible. So what, just so people, people from Canada listening and, you know, people from the States, maybe walk us through, you know, the healthcare system and, you know, maybe some of the things that you've noticed as challenges because, you know, when somebody needs medical attention or um, it's, it's mostly privatized there, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, if there's been changes recently, but maybe just walk us through, you know, the challenges that you've seen so far, like in your journey. Yeah, so I think so there's a few different layers and levels, right? And so I can't touch on sort of all of them, but the big ones um, that I'll talk through are the first major one is that we don't insure the entire population. And honestly, a lot of that stems from the history of how health insurance came about in the U.S. Um, So we have an employer-based system is essentially how it started. And then we had built in sort of these different government programs, right? So we have in the US, we have Medicaid, which covers low income. We have Medicare, which covers the elderly, right? So we're starting to fill these gaps. Now we have the Affordable Care Act, which built this um, basically an online marketplace where people can then purchase private insurance because um, there were a lot of practices where basically it was really hard for individuals to get health insurance coverage on their own. And so that sort of helped bridge that gap. Um, But you can imagine there's still plenty of people where they're left in the gaps where they're basically uninsured. And so um, I have plenty of uh, individuals that I know here in Los Angeles, especially because there's a huge crew of freelancers, entrepreneurs, contractors who don't get health insurance. um, And it's otherwise unaffordable for a lot of folks. Um, And so I think that's actually one of the problems because when you don't have insurance, you essentially avoid care that you otherwise should receive. Um, And in the end, it ends up being more expensive for us to then pay for the care um, on the back end once it's gotten progressively worse or then they have to seek care in the emergency room because they don't have insurance. It's much more expensive. Um, So that's one of the problems. (laughs) But then another one is just our, uh, we have really high prices in the U.S., so I wouldn't be surprised if you've heard of our high drug prices, things of that nature. It's really high cost to go to hospitals here. Um, So because of the high prices, that's a huge problem, but then also the the lack of price transparency around that. Um, So really, if you want to know how much something is going to cost, because you have, let's say you have a really high deductible um, where you're going to have to pay really high costs or you don't have insurance and you'll have to pay, it's really, really hard to figure out how much that price is going to be. And then that price is really high. Um, So those are a few um, of the issues. And then One of the major issues that I've seen that I'm really passionate about, and this is exactly why I started Healthcare Transformation, was the lack of sort of knowledge and empowerment on how healthcare works. Um, So there was really nothing out there. You can imagine... 
think about finances, right? When it comes to saving for retirement or budgeting and learning all of these different components, there's a lot out there um, to give webinars and in-person workshops and things of that nature to help people navigate. There's really nothing on how to navigate the U.S. healthcare system. It's really, really complex. And based on my experience in being in the health system, I mean, even the doctors and nurses would say, I don't even get it <laughs> necessarily. But they're like, I watch the patients actually make bad decisions because they don't otherwise know exactly where to go or what to do. And, and then in the end, that ends up potentially costing more money and having poorer health outcomes. And so that's why one of the reasons I started Healthcare Transformation was really this ability to empower people with knowledge on how to navigate the system. Um, but then also there's a huge opportunity in the, in the U.S. especially. I'm sure every country has some opportunity, but um, just to improve health in general, right? So we sort of operate off of a sick system um, here in the U.S. where we don't really focus on prevention. Um, so keeping people healthy physically and mentally in the first place um, so that they don't have to utilize the healthcare system. And so that's another really key component that we're focusing on in healthcare transformation is how to keep people happy and healthy in the first place. Yeah, that is so powerful because people need to be educated. And, and I know even in Canada or, I mean, cause a lot of the stuff we do in Canada is based on United States as well. Like a lot of, you know, we have the same media, we have the same stuff, right. But we have different systems, but a lot of people are don't understand and they're still going off old systems of old, old methods of health. You know, like mm -hmm. there was just that, you know, the low fat and basically, you know, taking away fat and adding in garbage into your food. And there's just so many ingredients in some of the stuff people think. And, but then there, there is nobody really telling them. And a lot of the doctors aren't even educated on, on, aren't yeah. even educated on nutrition. And it baffles my mind because it's not their fault, but because exactly. you know they're they're that's the curriculum. Mm -hmm. But when you think about it as a human, like it's very important what you put in your body, and 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 the prevention and the knowledge in the first place needs to happen. And I so how how are you on a daily basis? Because I've like I've connected you on Instagram, and I've seen that you eat very healthy, and <laughs> you. You, you know, you show, well, that's, no, but that's part of it, right? And it's part of showing people without telling people, don't eat this, right? So as, as somebody of influence, you want to show that what you're doing. So it helps people understand, you know, how do you, how do you deal with the resistance of people with old methods, you know, because there's so many people that think they know it all and aren't willing to learn because they're, they're, they're doctors or because they've been conditioned in this one way and they don't want to see it. They don't want to learn a lot of its ego, a lot of its whatever. How do you deal with that challenge on a daily basis? Because I'm sure you get backlash from it. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think we come from a mentality of um, it really all starts with individuals who are interested and motivated in in learning and developing and growing and seeing a different perspective of things. And so we really focus our time and energy on those folks who are motivated around learning and, and having sort of a different perspective. And so our perspective is really that we promote that you should be eating um, less of the sort of processed packaged foods that we're surrounded by, how to help individuals navigate eating at restaurants and other 
other places where, you know, portion sizes are huge and you're offered desserts every other day and things of that nature. Um, so it's really helping people navigate how to eat healthy in modern society. It's really, really hard to do so, quite honestly. Um, and so it's giving people the guidance and the tools that they need to have calorie awareness, have portion awareness, understand how to incorporate meal prep and fitness prep and really live a healthy, holistic lifestyle that's built around healthy habits and how to develop those um, because it is hard. And so people need support. And that's exactly why we developed our six-week wellness transformation program so that people are getting the exact information and tools that they need, but that they also have coaching support along with that. Um, and you met Kelsey, who's absolutely yeah. fabulous, who's leading up the program. Um, and we've had amazing results. I'm literally so proud and so happy to, to talk about the program because, I mean, we see everything from improved moods to better sleep to weight loss. Loss. And I mean, we're getting people who are thanking us profusely for the program. And um, it is true that it's how you feed your body and how you get your body moving. All these things really affect your, your mental health and your ultimate success. And so it's really important. Yeah. And I, I think people, people just get confused and it's not their fault either. Right. Because there's so many dogmatic approaches like, you know, you're either vegan and that's the only way or you're, you're carnivore. And that's, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. It's got to be more of every human being is different. Everybody reacts differently. I, in my opinion, it's good to try things out, see how you feel, take things out and then put it back in and, and yeah. see how you feel. I mean, yeah. you know, that's the only way because we're all different. Our ancestors, we all came from different places and that's what's fascinating about it. I don't believe that there's one right way. And yeah. I, I really think that there's so many ways to improve your health before you need to you know, go into the drugs and that kind of stuff. You know, Obviously, yeah. they work in certain ways. But I noticed that when I was in, when I, in the States is that there's so many drug commercials. Yeah. A lot different than in Canada. That's the thing. And I lived in Australia as well. And you didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's direct-to-consumer marketing is allowed here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the things too that I think was disappointing within the US healthcare system and sort of what I was speaking about that lack of prevention is that we live, it's what we call fee for service, um, where we essentially, the physicians and health systems, they get paid for everything that they do, right? And so it incentivizes volume instead of outcomes, instead of prevention. Um, and one of the things that really got me was that, you know, we prescribe drugs and we, you know, refer to bariatric surgery and do all of these other things before we help people and build these programs that are really about lifestyle and improvement and prevention. And um, so that's really where we stemmed from is that we wanted to be able to develop something that truly helps people um, so that they can avoid these things that they otherwise wouldn't need. Yeah. And I like that because you realize, look, this is the system. We can't, we can't, you know, destroy the system. It's here. Let's wait. Yeah. Let's find a way to this is here. So how can we win while using the system, right? I mean, I understand and it's good because, you know, you can resist, you can push away all you want, but there's nothing you can do, right? You, you might as well try your best to get along and try your best to find the best solution. And that's why I think it's good because so many people, it's either, you know, it's, it's so black and white and it's mm -hmm. like, I think the system is there and it can be, it can be good for certain things, but it's, it's good to be educated as well so that you can, you know, get the most out of it. Right. Yeah. So what do you feel is the, as far as the, um, the number one thing that people on a daily basis are uneducated about that, that maybe like 
that you've noticed has been sort of a, a common thing on a daily basis? Like just as something that um, you would, you know, most people kind of don't know or, you know, you mean in relation to the healthcare system. In yeah. Health? Just, just kind of stuff that you've learned that you found that most people don't, don't really understand. Yeah. So I would say there's a few different buckets, right. Of the first yeah. few things that came to my mind. So, yeah. um, and because healthcare is big, right. It's all sort of divide. So the first component is just health insurance in general. Um, I would say there's a lot of terms that people don't truly understand what they are and then how to navigate their insurance around that, right? And so there's things like the difference between co-payment and co-insurance and understanding what an out-of-pocket max is and an explanation of benefits and, you know, a summary of benefits and coverage. There's all these different terms that affect how your insurance is covering you and your health. And so I think that's one of the toughest parts is just getting this kind of overall grasp of what this means and then how that actually operationalizes itself. Um, but then when it comes to the healthcare system in general, um, I would say, I would say two big ones. So I would say the first one is around what to do when you have an urgent health issue. Um, there's many folks who are using the emergency room when they have an urgent issue, um, when truly they should, and we recommend this, I have this in my handbook that basically allows people to sit down and prepare ahead of time to say, okay, if I have currently, I have X, Y, and Z. So now I'm gonna talk to my doctors and say, what potential symptoms or things could happen that I could expect? And then if that happens, what do I do, right? So it's actually preparing because a lot of times your primary care clinic can get you in in a timely fashion or one of your specialists. But the most important thing is to see someone who knows you would be the number one recommendation, right? As opposed to going to a doctor who doesn't know your health history. Um, like if you go to an emergency room, they don't know you, <laughs> you know? And so they're gonna run every test under the sun and see, you know, they might end up putting you on observation or things that are really expensive when you could have gone to your specialist or primary care and they would have said, oh no, you're fine, do X, Y, and Z, or like, I'll get you in in the morning if I can't get you in tonight. So they'll, they'll help as long as you know to do that. Um, so that's the number one thing I would say. And also there's urgent care centers. A lot of folks don't necessarily know or utilize urgent care. Urgent care is typically more affordable than the emergency room. Mm -hmm. um, so if it's not an emergency, your best bet is to, to steer clear. Um, I would say too, also a lot of people don't know that um, by entering an emergency room or a hospital, you're more prone to getting sick, um, especially if you yourself are already uh, sick or if you're elderly or things like that. So it's best to sort of steer clear. Um, and then another big one um, is actually around advanced care planning, where I would say that's a really important component because obviously it's healthcare and we are all mortal humans. Um, and so just having open, honest conversations with our doctors about you know, what to expect when the end is coming and what do you do and where do you go and that kind of thing, that same sort of preparation um, because you should be doing that financially and with your family and things like that, and having those conversations and documenting them both with your family, but then also with your, with your physicians and clinical team. And so that's another big one where we end up having a lot of healthcare utilization, a lot of healthcare spend and what we call non-concordant goals <laughs> um, of care, where basically um, you're receiving care you otherwise wouldn't want. You receive aggressive care at the end of life because no one had that conversation. And, and so the doctors sort of just go aggressively 
um, and potentially provide care that people otherwise wouldn't want. And so I think that's another big one because we're all going to go through that at some point. Um, so understanding that and learning that. And again, I have a chapter about that in the healthcare transformation handbook <laughs> because yeah. it's so important and, and a lot of people don't know what it is. Yeah, no, that's great. So let's say, let's say I come over, like it's, if you don't know this answer, it's okay. I'm just so say, say a Canadian guy, he's going over to Tony Robbins or something in LA and, or somebody's going surfing or whatever. And, and, you know, we go and injure ourselves. Yeah. Are we basically screwed? Like, how does that, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's going to cost a lot. Like, how does that work? You gotta, i you know, i I hope that stuff doesn't happen, but you know, yeah. you don't think about getting insurance when you go to the States, obviously from Canada, but yeah. you know, a lot of people go there. So, you know, what, what can be expected when someone like oh. goes over there, I guess we'd have to pay the full, right? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So I think it probably depends on the country that you're from and then the insurance that you have, because, um, for example, if you're in the States and you have certain types of insurance, like they'll cover you mm. on international things or they'll cover you on an out of state, out of network, you know, on some level. Um, so I think it just sort of depends yeah. on your situation. But yeah, if you, <laughs> if you have nothing and then you just need, I mean, I've heard stories. There was a woman who moved here and had a baby here with no insurance. Um, and I think she paid gosh, what did she say? I mean, it was thousands of dollars. You know, I want to say it was like $32,000 or something that she paid to have a child. Um, so yeah, it's really expensive. <laughs> well, you know, but this is the thing is like a lot of people don't think about that, right? I mean, I don't, I mean, listen, this is, this is a lot of these, a lot of people listening are entrepreneurs probably don't have a lot of insurance here. Even they have a certain thing, right? Because that's the area that that's concerning is that a lot of people are freelancers. A lot of people are working for themselves. Yeah. But so they go to the States and then, you know, what happens? And, 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 and it's a concern because nobody yeah. thinks about that stuff until you're getting a $25,000 bill, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Totally. Yeah. And you do not want to be filing bankruptcy or dealing with any no. of that stuff because of a medical bill. Now, I, I also, I really want to talk about the sugar industry as well, because this fascinating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I love this stuff because it's, there's such a shift happening. But yeah. I noticed in, in, especially like when I was in LA, I noticed there's a lot more options for healthy options than there, yeah. than there, there even is in Canada. And I've noticed even the shift from the sugary drinks, are they're still there, but it's becoming less and less. Mm -hmm. you know? How do you feel like, I don't know if this is directly into what you're doing, but how do you feel uh, the, the change that is happening? Like, do you feel that on a daily basis? Like, on, yeah. on, on the shift, like there's a big shift happening. There right? is a shift. Yeah. And honestly, I, cause I'm here in Los Angeles and yeah. I definitely feel the, the culture here around food. I mean, it fits very well with yeah. who I am and what I support. Um, so I love it here. You can eat very healthy and it's very accessible. I mean, there are food deserts even here in LA, right. Where people have corner store types yeah. of packaged foods as options and things like that. But there's a lot of work going on to, to change that. But even like I was saying, I'm from Minnesota. 
I feel a very visible difference in the culture around food when I go back home to the state of Minnesota, you know, and so it's, it really sort of depends on where you are, what kind of city you're in, or maybe you're rural. And so a lot of it has to do with just where you are. But I definitely think there's a big shift around understanding processed, packaged foods, sugar, um, all sort of the... <laughs> the things that we shouldn't necessarily be putting in our body and the effect that that's actually having on mental health and overall physical health. So, well, yeah. And, and if you're any, if you're aware of sugar and that it's in everything, it's so many different names and I love it because I'm able to like, for example, I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, these Zevia drinks, these tea drinks, they, you know, they're for the longest time, I stopped drinking soft drinks because there's so much sugar and there was no options, right? So then Zevia came out and kombucha and then now there's these iced teas and it's, it's amazing because you have an option. There yeah. wasn't an option before. There was San Pellegrino, there was sparkling water if you didn't yeah. want to have soft drinks, right? Yeah. And, I was going to say, yes, we just got to get you drinking more water. <laughs> well, I drink a ton. I mean, I, I drink the best water in the world. But, yeah. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. Kangen water, haven't you heard of it? Um, product placement. Um, yeah, no. And it's just, I, I, I love the shift that is happening and it's, there's so many things that are changing compared to like 10 years ago, even I remember when I started getting into natural health and that kind of stuff, I followed Dr. Mercola. This was in 08. And for us here, you couldn't get coconut oil anywhere. You had to order it. Um, like yeah. something so something like that, so so you know abundant now everywhere you couldn't get, and there were so many things that have changed, and you know to be able to you know just eating like you know if you want to have keto or you want to have low carb or you want to have whatever it is, there's options now, which is great, and yeah. I and and it's the education right, it's it's showing people yeah. that hey you know what there's there you got to learn and and you, the only reason is because that's what you've been taught so. Yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah, I mean, where, so where do you see this, your, your journey? Because you're doing something amazing. Like, where do you see it going from here? You know, what is your vision? Because yeah. you've obviously thought about it and you, you're here to help people, help people realize and navigate this very complex system. You know, where, where do you see yourself? Like, what's yeah. the vision for this? Yeah, so the vision is to impact the entire population to reduce healthcare costs and improve their health. So um, we're doing that in a few different ways, um, very much from this population health standpoint and using technology to do that where um, I don't know how it is up in Canada in this situation, but there's very little use of video content um, down here in the U.S. around healthcare. Um, and so that's really where we're aiming to create positive impact, both from improving health, but then also this healthcare system improvement and navigating the system. So the vision right now is improve health, right, from a physical health standpoint and a mental health standpoint. Both are incredibly critical. Um, so physical health, we have the six-week wellness transformation program, and then mental health, we have for the mind. So that six-week wellness transformation is in for the body, and then we have for the mind that's mental health. So mental health right now, we don't have as a consumer option, but we're working with companies in order to supply the videos and toolkits to whether it's their employees or their clients. Um, So if anyone has um, any interest there, obviously let me know. But um, And then the other component is really around what I was saying around fixing the healthcare system and helping folks navigate. And so 
Um, we're doing a ton there to basically work with health systems and medical groups and other organizations that we call ancillary providers um, to use video content to empower both patients to improve the experience and improve their outcomes, but also with the staff, the doctors, the nurses, because there's a lot we can do there through video content to empower them with information on how to improve care. So, so do you get a lot of backlash from people? Because you're obviously disrupting something and it's, it's, <laughs> it's in a good way. It's amazing. But do you get people that, that resist? Like, you what know, are you doing? Why are you trying to change something that's been around? Like, do you get that kind of backlash? So this is very interesting. I have not, actually, this is my full-blown honest answer. I have not received backlash yet. That's great. But you have a very nice nature about it. So people don't. <laughs> But people, you you will. The bigger you get, the more, you know, like people will, they just want to complain, right? They want to feel that, and you know, that's just the way it is. That's why I was curious because this is such a complex thing. Yeah, but you know what? I think that there is a lot of people out there who who want things to be fixed and they want it to be better and they want to help people. And so I think more often than not, I'm getting incredible support from people um, who are like, yes, please, Megan, if anyone can do this, it's you. That's so awesome. And that makes me so happy. So (laughs) on a daily basis, how can somebody, something easy, how can somebody apply to improve their mental health? You know what? And maybe physically just some sort of, Somebody could listen right now and then, you know, five minutes, apply that in their life. Yeah. So I would say from an overall standpoint, we actually have this holistic model of well-being that we operate off of. Um, And so anyone who takes the six-week wellness program would see it, but it's basically, it lays out the characteristic traits that are really important that are sort of the key core of how to be healthy right and so it's having fortitude and resilience and positivity and these are sort of traits that ultimately are going to help you succeed in life but then also in being healthy and then talk about the different the next layer are the healthy habits right around sleep and nutrition and social connection and these different components that then feed into the pillars of overall health Um, and so those components honestly you have to be figuring out where your opportunities are in each area so we talk about physical health mental health social financial and environmental and if you're sort of have areas of opportunity in any of these different pillars, um, then there's different ways that you can address those. But really, it's building sort of those characteristic traits and the healthy habits in order to sort of create that overall um, healthy lifestyle moving forward. And then obviously, it's with guidance and support, and, and we give that through our programming. So what is your, what does your day look like to have the best day? Yeah. How do you, so if you're, you're going to have the best day of your life, what would your programming be? What would your routine be? Like, how would you, if you knew that you had to be in prime state, if you knew you had to function at the best, like, I mean, we do every day, but you know, some days are better than others. What would, what do you do to prime for your day? So, you know, it's interesting to, I'll tell you what I do specifically for myself, but this is actually something I was thinking about too, prior to us chatting is it's so important to figure out what you need And then take action on what you need, right? Because every single person, we were speaking to this earlier, every Mm -hmm. single person is different, right? And how they, what their needs are, how they react to things, things like that. And so it's figuring out exactly what you need in order to have your best day, right? And so 
for me, like I'm going to tell you some things and you'll be like, that's silly. I wouldn't need that, <laughs> you know, but I do. Right. Yeah. And so I would say every single morning I work out almost every morning because working out just does something for me, right? The endorphins, I feel good. I feel strong. I feel ready to take on the day. I wake up pretty early in order to do that. Um, I organize my home every single day um, because I feel that's just me. Again, I want to be surrounded. I want to have a nice environment um, to come home to. Um, and then I would say another big component of what I need every day, other than eating healthy, um, is I'm a, I'm a total extrovert. Um, so I need to be around people. I need to be creating impact. I need to have sort of like feel my purpose, right? My purpose is improving health and, and fixing the healthcare system. And I need to feel that I'm doing that um, on a consistent basis. So I would say those are some of my core things, <laughs> um, but every person's different. Well, yeah. I mean, you've obviously been successful. So what you're doing is working, which is great, right? A lot of times people, people are doing well and then they think because they hear other people doing other things that they need to adopt that. And I think it's good to do that. But at the same time, you know, if it's working and you're happy and you're fulfilled, then, yep. then keep doing that. Like you said, there's not one, one size fits all. And depending on your personality, I mean, you didn't mention meditation there, but for me, I have to meditate for me to be, because I have such a crazy mind that's always all over the place. And yeah. I, meditation for me has been the number one thing for me that even if I can't do anything else to, for that morning, I always have to be still some way or another and I can connect and then, you know, I don't know what, like I can't explain gravity. I can't explain the, why it works, but it works. And I've said this before and yeah. And, and you know what? Some people can become still and in the moment with maybe without meditation, but mm -hmm. I'm finding it. That's, that's one of the things. And same with, you know, practicing gratitude or prayer, what, however you would do. I find that very useful as well. But again, everybody's different and you, you know, it's, you know, there's so many different things that you can do, but yeah. you kind of look at your lifestyle and it's like, well, you know, where are you at? Is it working? If it's working, keep doing it. If it's not, well, maybe try something, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, but I think it's exactly right. Like we're different people, people need different things and it's figuring out what your needs are and then taking action on that. Yeah. And, and working out and, and moving the body, whatever it is, getting outside or if it's at the gym, it's just has yeah. such a profound effect on your mental state. Totally. Like, you know, and then if you incorporate like uh, a sauna and like cold, cold tubs or cold showers or whatever, it's just, I don't know, but there's no better feeling than the, the combo of that. Like it's yeah. your, your, your whole physiology changes, just like Tony Robbins talks about. Right? Yeah. Your whole, yeah. your whole outlook. And, and it's our responsibility as a human every day to be in that state because you're coming in contact with other people. And if you're in, you know, a low vibrational state, you're just bringing down people, you know, and yeah, it's important and to <laughs> work hard. But that's the thing is people don't understand their power. They don't understand that, you know, you have the power to really make somebody's day or light people up or bring them down. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and some people more than others. So that's why I find it super powerful to, to prime your body the best way you can. Otherwise, you're sort of just floating through the day. And yeah, I mean, and, and, and routines, they change. And like we said, it's, it's different for everybody. What, what, about, um, what about books? I know we talked about at Good Morning La La Land about, about books a little bit. What's your, what are you reading? Like what, what, what are you interested in? And, you know, what do you find useful for people listening out there? 
Yeah. Um, so I definitely read a ton. Um, I love both nonfiction and fiction. Um, I actually, right now I'm reading Omnivore's Dilemma, um, which is an older book. You're probably like, you're just reading that now. (laughs) Um, but it's fantastic. It's completely opened my eyes. Um, you learn a lot about corn and how corn is everywhere. (laughs) Um, and you learn a lot about us farm policy and things like that. So, um, that's been incredibly insightful. And then, um, honestly, what I'm listening to right now, so um, I don't know if you've heard of Blinkist, but it's this app that I discovered where basically they take nonfiction books and it's almost like the spark notes. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So it's great. So I'll just listen to that when I'm, you know, doing dishes or driving and things like that. And so you can get through because listening to the book takes maybe 12, 15 minutes kind of thing. And so I've listened to a ton of books too. Um, but yeah, so I try to, I try to mix it up because I also, you know, I read books about healthcare and then I also try to read books and listen more about, I'm really interested in creating culture and, um, sort of a lot of like psychological psychology books, um, like that. So yeah, I listen to a lot of different things (laughs) and read a lot of different things. Yeah. Scribed is also really good too. Scribed is like, I think it's 10 or 11 bucks a month and there's all these audio books. It's amazing. Like, um, yeah, audio books are, are, are so good, but at the same time I find myself listening to them and then I'm not paying attention But (laughs) because, well, it depends on what you're doing. Some books need, some books you need to go and like highlight, read it over, read it over, you know, and depending on, it's good to store it. It'll store in your subconscious mind, but I just find some books there, you should read them, right? Some books are a little easier. Um, and you know, depending, but yeah, and I'm definitely a visual learner. And so having the ability to read and I, I totally get it. I, I, I'm very old school. I love physical books, but honestly yeah. it came to the, to the point where I just didn't ha- I had so many books I wanted to read and not enough time. And I was like, blink is perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. I've, yeah, I actually have heard of that. I'm going to have, have a look at that again. So, yeah. you know, you obviously doing great things and you've come a long way, but I really want to talk about um, one of my last questions here, your personal challenges in adversity, right? That you, you have faced, you've done a lot. You've gone, got a lot of, you're very educated. You're doing a lot of things, right? And what you're dealing with is a huge bit of adversity in a lot of people's lives. But for you personally, right? What have you, what has been your number one thing that has been a challenge through all this? Because, you know, is as successful as anybody becomes and as positive, there's always those things that you have had to overcome that become those golden nuggets that you get over to kind of go to the next level of yourself. So maybe yeah. talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I would say, honestly, starting my company um, has been one of the greatest challenges that I've probably experienced to date. I'm sure there was other, you know, little things along the way um, that I've gone through. And, you know, they always talk about 10 years from now, will you remember this? And then of course you never do. (laughs) Um, But yeah, but I would say, so I was still working full time until just last November um, was finally when I made the decision to take the jump um, and start running healthcare transformation full time. And so it hasn't been too long. We're still in startup mode. And it's been a complete learning experience of really how to run a company, right? And so you have to 
wear many different hats every single day, right? There's legal, there's finance, there's taxes, there's accounting, there's marketing, there's content development, there's website development. Um, you have to do it all and learn it all, right? And so um, I personally love to learn um, and I love the challenge, but I've definitely come across really hard things. Um, but I think truly using the support of the people around you, um, whether that's emotionally or, you know, professionally, what have you, um, really truly helps in sort of creating that balance and making it through. Um, and then a lot of it is mindset, right? And so it's sort of, um, for me, I've come to terms with how do you define you know, how do you define adversity? How do you define a failure? And if you see that, if you set a really high bar <laughs> for failure, then you don't necessarily reach it often. And then if you have an iterative mindset where it's like, hey, even if I do count that as a failure, I got this. I'm going to get back up. I'm going to try again. I'm going to learn what I need to learn. I'm going to talk to who I need to talk to. I'm going to figure it out because I'm passionate about this and I want this to happen. This needs to happen. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just sort of pushing through and keeping that positive iterative mindset um, has, has helped me for sure. Yeah, that things are happening for you and not to you, right? It's super yes. Scary. When you have that shift. And I honestly, I think failure is bullshit. I don't think there's anything. <laughs> I don't, I don't think there's any, any, it's, it's impossible because it's just growth. It's just lessons. Yeah. yeah. Like you, how, who's, who's, who's defining failure? Who's yeah. this person saying, Hey, Hey, you're failing. You fail. Yeah. Like who, exactly. you know, like who, whose definition, who creates that failure is the most overused, you know, bullshit word I think I've ever heard. And if you get attached to that as what you're doing doesn't work out and, and you've failed, it's really dangerous. You know, yeah. it's just super important to know that it's a growth and it's a lesson. And hey, if you didn't hit exactly what you want, well, did you put enough effort in? Is it really what you want? There's always these things. There's these yeah. things teaching you. There's these little messages saying, hey, like you got that gut feeling to do something else. Well, that's probably it. And maybe that's why you, you didn't excel at what you were doing. So yeah. you know, failure is just, it's so dangerous because people think because they make a one little decision to go after something and it doesn't work out that that was fail that they failed. And it's, yeah. um, and I've, I used to be like that. That's why I'm talking about it. And oh, really? I'm, I'm realizing that, well, yeah, I mean, I failed so many things and I'm still learning, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't even like to say the word fail, but like it's, 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 it's a journey. It's, it's growth. And if you yeah. don't go through that, temporarily failures, then you're not going to know that what you're truly meant to be. And you're not going to have that, those, the adversity yeah. and the stuff is just challenges, just yeah. bumps along the road. I completely agree. I think it's all about, it's challenging you. It's growing you. You're on your journey, right? Everything happens for a reason. And so I just think that you've got to keep that positive iterative mindset that it's like, I'm on that growth journey, right? And here I go. And that you know, nothing's going to stop you. It's all for, for learning purposes. Yeah. yeah. And it's just not getting attached to the good and the bad. The bad will happen. If you can yeah. accept and you can know, Hey, I know I'm doing the best I can do to prime myself, feel good, but bad stuff's going to come. Exactly. You know, people, we're humans. People will die. People will get sick. That's the way it is. You can't control it, but yeah. it's how you, how you react to that. Do you get attached to it? Right? Or do you let it go? Same with good things. You know, good things will happen, but you can't get too attached to it because they're yeah. temporary, right? Yeah, 
and it's okay. And one of the things too that I tell people a lot is it's okay to to not necessarily feed, but like feel that emotion. For sure. Right? Don't like don't steer clear of the emotion. Cry yeah. it, it. Whatever you need to do, do it. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but just know that there's another side, right? Like you have to feel the pain to feel the. Well, that's just it. And it's okay to be, that's the thing is it's good to feel it. Like, Hey man, this sucks. This really sucks right yeah. now. Like this, this really, you know, but then you're like, all right, well, if you can somehow be like, what is this teaching me? I don't know what yet, but let's, let's just, you literally have to have these conversations with yourself. Yeah, yeah. You got to be kind to yourself too. It's the conversations you're having yeah with yourself on a daily basis because we are, we're, we're having thousands. It's like we have these little things happening in our brains and it's so true. And it's like, you got to be nice to yourself because it's, it's your, your subconscious mind and your, all these thoughts are coming in and that's not, those aren't your thoughts. A lot yeah. of stuff. It's just like, you know, so it's really, I could go off on a whole tangent. <laughs> I love this stuff. <laughs> you know, like I, I love this stuff and, and, and I, I love it so much is because I've had to come so far with having to make sense of that stuff. And, yeah. And, um, and it's just a never ending journey. Right. So, of course. um, first of all, I want to make sure that we get everything clear. It'll be in the show notes, but where can we find you? Where can let's, let's plug you. Let's, let's make sure that it's clear for the audience. Yeah, where, of course. Where, where so, are you uh, located and where can we find you? Online. <laughs> In real life, I'm in Los Angeles, yeah. <laughs> but online, the website is caretransformation.net. Um, you can find, definitely subscribe because I send out emails about weekly, um, giving a lot of you know info and tips on what's happening with healthcare transformation. And then um, on Instagram at healthcare transformation, Facebook, Twitter, um, are our main social media accounts. And then I also have a YouTube channel that has a lot of content. If people want to watch videos around healthcare navigation, um, you can check out some free content there too. Yeah, you're very good at content. You got a very good energy. Lots of no people should check it out. Hundred percent. I mean, it's it's what you're doing is great, and you have very very good energy, and um, people need that, right? And 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 there's a, there's enough downers out there, uh, you know, for for everyone. So when you can get breath of, you can get breath of fresh air about these kind of things, and and you know, daily inspiration. It's it's important. So um, yeah. I'll make sure to have all that in there. So I. I'm going to ask you one more question and out of, out of all the things I always ask this yeah. you know, mental, physical, what is the one thing that you can recommend for people that are going through maybe a shitty time, maybe bad health, maybe mindset, whatever. But what is one thing to be able to overcome that adversity to go on amazing, to achieve amazing things? There may be a few, you may have touched on it, but what's the first thing that comes to your mind that yeah. you can think of that you would say, Hey, this is what you should do. Yeah. So I would say two things. So I'd say one is, and we, we spoke to this is yeah. having that positive iterative mindset, yeah. right? That it's, I just think it all starts with, your mindset is what allows you to then take action, right? And so that's my second point is that sort of what we spoke to earlier is um, it's almost that know thyself, right? Like know what you need and then take action, right? So if you have the positive mindset and then you take the time to think about what do you need, whether that's physical, social, mental, what have you, 
jot it down, set a goal and take action on it, right? The only person who has control over your life is you. Um, and so I think just having the right mindset and taking action on that um, truly allows people, and it doesn't have to be anything huge. It can be something small, right? But just take those baby steps um, to get through it and, and use the support of those around you. Um, we are social human beings, right? And so feel the love um, and help others around you as well. So... Yeah, I love it. Be easy on yourself, people. You know, like it doesn't all have to be so extreme. You know, be nice, be kind to yourself, take the baby steps. It's super important. It's because a lot of times people just sometimes go, you know, one way or the other and then they fail and they wonder, you know, they make a big deal out of it. So it's be easy on, take it easy, you know, baby steps. Yeah, I don't exactly. One life to live. Exactly. Right. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This has yeah, been awesome. I'm so excited to see, you know, what you can create and, you know, where you're going to take this. So thank you very, very much for coming on. No, thank you for everything that you do. This is amazing. (laughs) Okay. Thanks. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got some value from that. Without you guys, this is impossible. So I really, really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the episode and got value from it, go ahead and rate it, review it, hit that subscribe button. We want to get this to as many people as possible. We want this thing to grow. So go ahead, rate, review, subscribe. And I can't wait for the next episode. Thank you so much. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.